Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Well, good morning. That's a tough act to follow. Peace and joy. You. We need more kids doing announcements, don't we? Man. You guys just love, you know, it's funny, we were worshiping. I'm, I'm Jesse. How many of you guys have never been here before? Raise your hand. I feel like we've got, I feel like we have pretty a lot of people here. Yeah, wow. Welcome, you guys. Feels like a lot of people for first service, although it feels like maybe this is about right, but it seems like there's a lot of new faces, so. But then again, I forget names and faces all the time, so. Uh, hey, are you new here? No, I've been coming for six months. Got it. Okay. I feel sufficiently uh, good about myself right now. Okay. <laughs> Man, I was, I, we were worshiping, and that was really good. You know, you don't need a drummer to have good worship. Uh, <laughs> they, they just killed it. Can we just give God a shout? Just honor the worship team. And they did awesome. Come on. Um, yeah. It's funny. It takes more than good singing to have good worship. You actually have someone that, a group of people that knows how to follow God and, and, and lead people. It's it. It's awesome. But we were, we were worshiping. I, I love the kids were over here, and I noticed they were playing tag. And it reminded me, um, and it reminded me of reading uh, the books on the Azusa Street Revival. That was a revival that happened in L.A., I think the beginning of the 1900s, like 1920s, 1905, 1906. Yeah, there we go. And um, one of the stories they used to tell is that the, uh, the, the, the glory, and actually they say it would be a tangible Fog or or a smoke of his of his presence would fill the room, and and the, and the guy this guy that would basically retold these stories of, of some of the people that were there, um, and it was the kids that were now grandparents telling the story to this guy years ago. But he, they said that the kids would would play hide and seek in the presence of the Lord. That just that just wrecks me a little bit. I, I gotta be honest. Like I, I've got new high water marks set for our church, so <laughs> I'm just like. That would be fun in a, in a hide and seek in, a, in his presence. We, we have fog machines for that, so we don't actually need God. But, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to recreate what he's already done. Never mind. Never mind. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. So, how many of you guys were here? Uh, forgive me. This isn't a stand-up comedian. This is actually Jesus here. But... But do you, how many of you guys were here when we actually had fog machines on stage that would go off by accident, right? It was like, we'd be playing all of a sudden. <laughs> and the way you're supposed to do it, it's supposed to like, like diffuse it, like put fans behind it so it just kind of fills. This was like blasting the worship team in the backs of the head. It was hilarious. <laughs> or like, oh Lord, you're holy. No, um, anyway, my... my my point in saying all this, you guys, all right, walk with me, walk with me. As I, as I was turning to Jessica, I said, you know, that they were playing hide and seek. Our, play, our kids play tag in the glory. And I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, yeah, like our kids, they're just, they get to run around in the presence of God. I never did that growing up. So I was pretty, pretty happy. Oh, well, welcome, you guys. If you're new, it's a huge honor to have you guys here. Um, I, I love this place every Sunday. Um, yeah, man, Father, ooh. <laughs> just keep getting that song in my head. I'll go, I'll go, 
Thank you, Father. Oh, man. Father, we just bless this, to, bless this morning, God. We thank you that your presence is here. We thank you, Father, that your, your, your direction, your vision for our lives is being seeded into us through worship and through prayer. Yeah, yeah. And we just thank you, Father, that we don't care what we look like. And you're continually washing us in a renewing of our minds so that we stop caring what we look like. Yeah. Yeah, come on. You know, it's funny that when Mac was telling me, when he, when he leads that song with a bunch of kids, young, young adults like circuit riders or something, when, they, when, they part, when, the, when the part that goes like, and I don't care if I look crazy, the kids just start shouting. Like they, they love that part, right? Us adults were like, and I don't care if I look crazy. <laughs> I mean, you guys are pretty, I mean, I was here and it was, it was pretty awesome, but like there's something as you get older, you're like, I can't look crazy anymore. I've got bills to pay. Like, <laughs> we're leading a family. Like, I gotta look like something. I gotta be respectable. Or uh, I'm, I'm I'm a manager in my company. I can't. I, I don't have the uh, I don't have the the pleasure of looking crazy. <laughs> Come on. So anyway, I I just thought you know I. I I felt like, can we, just, can we just do something for me real quick? Because I was thinking about it, and, and I can do anything with the microphone. So can we just say, can we just, say uh, um, yeah, can we just act a little crazy right now? <laughs> I was going to do it together. Some of you guys are like, you're like, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Because sometimes you, you got to model something before you actually are able to work it out, right? So... Let's just now, for, I don't know what crazy looks like for you, right? We're all individuals. Crazy might look like this. Right? Some of you guys, you're like, whoa. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? We're going to do this. You ready? Because we can do anything we want in church, right? There's no rules, right? Not this. Yeah, why don't you stand up? Why don't you stand up? <laughs> if we had Mac up here playing, it'd be even better, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> he shrugs. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, so on the count of three, I want you to do something that's crazy to you, okay? Now listen, you're not, you're not Michelle, okay? And you're not Rose, you're not, you're not, you're not Jessica, Nicole, you're you. So you know what crazy is, and, and you and God are working this thing out anyway, right? Right, so don't get insecure on me. Don't look around that you're not crazy enough because you're you. You're as crazy as you need and want to be. You ready? So I don't know, I don't know what it looks like. I'm not going to give you any structure. All right, you guys ready? These are my people right now. You guys are my people, right? The fact that you're even standing right now gives me a, a I'm in the right place. All right, one, and we're not going to do it for like five minutes, so don't, don't worry. One, <laughs> two, three. Let's do it crazy. And I, hey! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Some of you guys are already done. You're like, I'm way done. I, I was done three minutes ago. All right, all right, cool. You guys just sit down. Thank you, guys. Just, come on. Can you guys just give yourselves just a hand? Come on. And now just say, I'll go, I'll go. <laughs> Mac, we're writing your song for you. You might want to add this in there somewhere. <laughs> okay, I think I have a message. 
Oh, Lord. Oh, Father, help me. Oh, a little confession. Like, sometimes during worship, I get so just impacted by God's presence and his love. I want to change everything I was about to say. And, and sometimes I really do. Like, you have no idea. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, worship definitely just fuels me. Gets me excited about what he's saying right now. And um, not Monday or, or last week. Um, hey, I want to, we, we have a, um, before, I, I'm, I probably don't, don't want to talk too long because we have a really neat team coming down from Bethel Church. It's a, a really great church up in Reading. You've never heard of them. They're just doing a lot of great things. They're, they're just, they're going after stuff that a lot of people were afraid to go after years ago. So we just honor them and we love to have a lot of their people come down every now and then. They, so a team asked us, hey, we're going to be in the area. Can we come to your church? And I was like, well, yeah, of course, anybody can come to our church. And then, but they said they really want to sow into our church and really love on us and just give us and just kind of lend us their faith just to see breakthrough in our community. And so you know, I've, I've found whenever you bring people in from the outside, it's almost like it's easier to, to grab a hold of their faith because we don't know who they are. And so we just kind of in our minds, we're like, that person is incredible. I want them to pray for me. And I love that. That's actually good. That's a good thing, right? It's, it's, it's getting rid of our familiarity with each other. And so bringing, some, bringing people in like this team, I'm excited. So at the end, we're going to have them come up and, and they're going um, to share kind of how they want to pray for us. And they're going to, so it'll be a time to come up and get prayer. So if that's something that's, that you like, I need breakthrough, I need prayer, I need something to change, I need something to move, or I need whatever, that'll be a good time for that, okay? I'm just kind of priming the pump there. Let's just get ready for that. My wife laughed at me. Is that... Is that, is that funny? <laughs> Priming the pump? I don't know. Okay. Things you don't say in church. Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm going to partner a little bit. I'm going to tag on a little bit of what I did a few weeks ago. How many of you guys were here when I talked about, uh, I kind of, I don't know if this is a, a thing, but I called it the activated church. You guys remember that? So yeah, five of you. That was good. It was, I swear there was more of you here, but that's okay. I don't know. <laughs> Just, just, just to kind of pull a little bit from that, we talked, we talked a little bit about, you know, the heart of this church. Um, and when, when we, you know, Nicole, Chris, and, and, and I, and Jessica, and, and our spouses, Paris, and, and Josie, when we all kind of launched into this church, and, and actually Gus and Kate, we had a huge desire that this would be a church that wouldn't just be built up on good knowledge and what we were known, what we know. Like, I don't think the world cares what we know it really cares what we're willing to do. Like it cares like what love looks like. And so, and so like the, the activated church for me, the, the whole, the, I think churches need to go this direction and I know they are, but we have to go down, we have to get away from, we're just getting smarter about God and, and, and move down that road as we're actually starting to do God. Um, because the world is not changed by our good theology. Have you figured that out yet? Nobody in your office cares how much you know about God. They don't know. They, they, you look the same at your computer, at your desk, full of, wisdom, full of God's knowledge. But unless it actually gets out of your mouth and loves on people, if, unless it actually manifests itself in your workplace, in your church, in your whatever, it, it doesn't transform the atmosphere. Does that make sense? I also understand that, you know, if you have a lot of understanding about hope, you're going to be a hopeful person. You're going to do hopeful things. I get that. My point is, if it never actually gets out and manifests itself around you, um, the world is going to stay the way it is. And the churches are going to look really good. 
but the rest of the world will look the same. Um, another point I, I thought was really good that I wanted to just kind of remind everybody as, as we're going to this next part is um, uh, the activated church is breaking the performance mentality over our over-education of our churches. The idea that, that is that we can actually feel like we're winning by how much we know, right? And, and, and we just want to be successful. Everyone's, how many of you guys want to be successful in life? Like, we all want to be successful. That's a no-brainer, right? Well, sometimes success, like college has taught us that successful looks, looks like four years of learning, right? And school teaches us that success looks like how much I know because I feel better about myself, right? Because I can quote 10 scriptures to you. I can, I, can, I can tell you all about Romans 8 or 7 or 6, whatever. But really, I think in God's mind, success looks like how am I loving people? Success looks like how am I loving myself and how am I loving other people? Amen? And so I think the church should look, this, like it should model that. Like our church should be successful, not by how much we, uh, uh, not by how much we know, how good our sermons are, but, but the result of what we do on a Sunday morning. Right? Our success shouldn't be measured by our Sunday mornings. It should be measured by what happens after Sunday morning. That was a really good word. It's like, it's like your success of a prayer meeting isn't what happens in a prayer meeting. It's what happens after the prayer meeting, right? I remember one of my mentors used to say, it says, it says your beliefs after a prayer meeting are more important than the beliefs you had in the prayer meeting. So, so the activated church means that action is happening. We're called to live out our faith, not just think out our faith, not just learn out our faith, all that stuff. Um, and so... I really felt like when I first did that, there was more coming to this. I wanted to do an activated church part two because that's super spiritual, right? When we have series and stuff like that. I love it. Um, and so I, I was like, cool, I'll, I could do that, God. And so we're gonna, I'm going to share a little bit more about what, this idea of what does it look like to be the activated church. Um, and I felt like this, it's a little bit different direction I want to take it, but this idea of community. And I have about five different things, or maybe three different things I want to go over, and I may not get to them all, okay? So just, you can blame worship for that. Um, and, and I also want to get our team in here. So I, I might only share this one little piece, I don't know. But so here's, here's something that was really, I felt like, I wanted, I wanted us to understand, because I felt like this was a new revelation the past couple months God's been speaking to me about community. Um, how many of you guys know, like, if you've been around me very long, I use the word community and family way too often, right? Like, I'm, I'm like, I've overused those words. Jonathan's like, yep, it's true, bud. Knock it off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Jonathan. <laughs> He's like, it's true, Jesse. You, you do use those words too often. No. So, the <laughs> and, I, and I'm starting to wreck it. I, I learned something new as I was being, as I was a part of a really neat group of people, and I and I just started meditating on how much I, I just want to sow this into our community. This idea that when we, when, we, when we make community our focus, the people that get really good at community are going to go home and have their own community. And they don't need Sunday mornings to be their community anymore. It's just a natural progression. I've seen it. I've done home groups. Uh, we've done church for two years. It's a natural progression that a community becomes the focus of what we're doing here, eventually people are going to get really good at that and they're going to make their own mini communities at home because they're more intimate. And so what happens is we're left with, we end up being a cyclical place where people come, learn to do community, and then they leave. 
And I don't know that happens with everybody, but it feels like it happens in some respects. And I felt like it was enough that I wanted to, I wanted to adjust our focus. And I don't think we've done anything wrong up till now because I think our vision has been equipping people with, um, um, equipping powerful people, um, transforming culture with the love of Jesus. We actually have a vision. But I think the, the, the antidote for, for this, what, we're, what I just said, is to not focus on the words community and family so much. You're welcome, Jonathan. But, but focus on the vision of family and community. And some of you guys might be like, well, that's what we do. I'm like, I get it. I'm just communicating something that I want to make sure we're all in together this, okay? That Sunday mornings, Sunday mornings is not about just getting together and hanging out because we can do that anywhere, right? Have you ever thought about that? Like, well, why do I want to go? A lot of people don't go to church. They're like, well, I can do church everywhere. The church is everywhere. And that's true. So why are you here? We're here because there's a mission that we've been sent on. I mean, we just, I'll go, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> I love 1 Peter 2, uh, 2 9. I'm, we're not going to read a ton of scripture, so I'll just read this. But it says, it says you are a chosen race. It's talking about you guys, Right? Open your ears. This is a good word. You are a chosen race. Say, say, say I'm chosen. That's a good word. A royal priesthood. Everybody say, I'm a royal priesthood. That means you've been made a priest. How did that happen? You're in Christ. Right? When you died and resurrected with Christ on the cross, you entered into a priesthood. Right? He says, be holy as I am holy. It was a declaration that you are now holy people. Right? So that's you. Okay. I never understood what a royal priesthood meant, but now we do. Uh, you are a holy nation, a people for his possession. Say, say this. I'm his possession. You're not the devil's possession. Right? So if you're struggling with stuff and it feels like the devil has you, he doesn't. If you're feeling in bondage and you can't get freedom, it's not because you're the devils. You were a son of disobedience before, but you got saved, and now you're his possession, right? You're his, he, he's got his, his hands on you. You're chosen by him. You're his priesthood. You're his followers. You're his possession. And then it says this. It says, a people for his possession, so that. Everybody say, so that. So that. Get ready. So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Woo! You got a call on your life. You got a mission. How many of you guys are going? I'm going, right? Like, we're going. We worshiped it. So if you, didn't, if you sang it, you have to do it. Right? Like, it tricked you. We'll make it sound really good. <laughs> we got to write some more songs. <laughs> Let me read it again. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people. We are a people. We're a family, a community. 
I said it. A people for his possession so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his light. So the call is to proclaim his praises, proclaim who he is, declare his goodness, represent Christ in all ways. And, and, and why do we do this? We do it because we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're in his light. I don't believe I'm in his light. I don't feel like I'm in his light. That's okay. You're in his light. You're also his possession. And when you don't feel like you're his possession, you're still his possession. And so as a, as a church, it's get, it gets really easy to just hang out, do community together unto our own edification, our own knowledge, our own building up ourselves, which I love. But our vision has to be this. It has to be this mission of going. It has to be to go outside. And, and that's scary to even say in a room full of people that probably have been told, like, go, 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 evangelize, evangelize, evangelize. Preach the kingdom. And it, it's really, it's not about that. It's really about manifesting love everywhere you go. It's about becoming little Christ people to everywhere you go. It's not about becoming church people, right? I think, I think every, every, every Facebook like, article that we've read somehow is bashing the church for not getting outside its walls. It, it's, it's a theme. Did you get the theme? It's a theme, right? But as soon as, as, soon as we get outside our walls, they're not going to have anything to talk about. And I don't care if they say anything about us anyway because it's just judging and, and whatever. But the point is, like, the world would have nothing on us if we would do what we're called to do and just get out and love people. You see, our, our, how do we build a, a, a beautiful, strong community of people that are getting healthy is we create a reason for them to do this. We create a reason to come here. The weeder, some of you guys drive like an hour to get here. I'm serious. There's people that, tell me, I, I heard one person drove an hour and a half from like Valencia or something like that. Is that what it's called? Is that where they're from? I forget the couple they were here. How far away is that? Is that far? Is that like saying Montana? Did I say the wrong place? <laughs> they come from like <laughs> Portland. No, um, but my point is, <laughs> my point is like, listen, like you have better things to do. And you can do this anywhere you want to do it. You can grab, you know, Yosie and Ben and do church at home one day. So why are we here? Why do we keep coming back? Why are people like arriving at 7 a.m. to set up chairs? It's because we're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission to go. We're on a mission to become God everywhere we go. So, Forgive me, I'm going to keep saying the word community and family because I don't know how to change my, my language very well. And I just, I love it. But, but understand that our goal isn't just to become bosom buddies and to have connection. Like our goal really isn't that everybody here is connected to each other. I think that's going to happen when you become love. But if, if, we, if we make the goal that everybody has to be connected in this building, like, man, that's going to wear everybody out. The goal can't, we can't just put the goal on community. That will happen when we're all feeling this camaraderie of going after something. 
okay? When we're all going after the lost, the, the, that preaching the gospel to every nation and every creature, when we're doing this, it's going to create a synergy in our hearts. And you're going to look at the person next to you and say, wow, Michael, I remember doing that thing. I remember having lunch with you. Remember we talked to, we talked to our waitress for an hour? And it'll create connection. But if we just try to do connection for the sake of community, there's going to be some of you that you love that because you're good at it. Right? That's actually kind of my, my jam right there, right? Just talking to people. Get, like, I love that. Getting people to like me, I'm good at it. But, but for some of us, you're sitting there going, I don't want to talk to anybody today at church. I want to come in, I want to have my Jesus, and I'm going to go, you know? <laughs> I can say that because I heard it's true. So, but, but, and I'm not even mad at that. Like, I'm not bummed at that at all. Like, you're you. But what is God calling you to do? What's your vision? What's your mission with God? Is it to be a silent observer? I doubt it. So there might be some growth for some of us. Okay, that's good. I want to move on to the next point. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking about it. The next one I want to jump into, and this might be the last one, is I really believe that the, the, one of the success, sex, success? No. <laughs> D- didn't say that right at all. One of the successes. Again, I blame worship. Um, one of the successes of, <laughs> of the activated church is that, is that we're not too concerned about ourselves. What is the number one hindrances, I believe, about stepping out in a place that scares you? I'm not even going to say what that would be because it's different for everybody. It's this weird thing that I'm going to look crazy. I'm going to look weird. I'm going to look different. I'm going to look whatever. They're not going to like me. Whatever. Whatever story you have, we've got them. I've got them. We're, we're really concerned about ourselves. And so what do we do? Right? What, what, what does any smart person do when they run into this little barrier? We go inside. Right? We go inside. We go to self-improvement. Because if I can improve, this won't happen anymore. Right? I'm here to tell you that's not true. I promise you, I've done introspection for years. Some of you guys are right next, with, next to me getting your MBA in introspection, and it doesn't work. How many of you guys, have, let's just be real. How many of you guys have an MBA, a master's in introspection? Raise your hand. Come on. How many of you guys have just like a bachelor's degree? Raise your hand. Come on, yeah. So here's the deal, guys. <laughs> We're all trying it. And, and the idea of looking inside to figure out what's wrong with you doesn't usually produce the results that we want it to. Now, am I saying, uh, let, let me keep talking because some of you guys have questions in your head and they're beautiful. See, honestly, I think, our, I, I think we say this and I want to just say it again. When our eyes are fixed on him, when we start to, we look at the one who chose us, the one who gives us our identity, we become what we behold. We become what we see. It's, it's, it's almost cliche at this point. I get that, but it's just true. And so as an activated church, we need to keep looking at him. We need to keep worshiping him. We need to keep offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, just laying down our lives, our introspection for what he sees in you. You can't afford to have a thought about yourself that he doesn't have, right? And when you actually believe who you are in him, this idea of talking to people, of loving people, paying for a meal won't be an issue. 
See, getting really focused on our own personal health and our own personal growth, I don't, it, it, it's, it doesn't always produce the fruit we want it to. You see, I, I wrote this down. I don't know if it's going to make any sense to you, but I laughed. Um, but I, I, I said, we don't need a gastroenterologist, which is someone that is, is a doctor that studies the, the, the insides of you, like your... <laughs> it's a horrible metaphor. I get it. But we don't need an internal doctor. We, we, need, we need an eye doctor, right? We need someone to open up our eyes to who he is, to who each other are, when we have vision for where we're going, this will get taken care of. Your insides will, rep, will, will be transformed. Here's the deal, guys. You guys are already whole inside. You're already perfect. You're already holy. You're, you're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen people. God's not waiting for you to get better to see you move in love. We are. I know, this is so good for me. I, I love this. So, but here's my point. So we, 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 when we have better vision, we're going to see the insides get healed up, right? Because we all have stuff we got to healed. How many of you guys like could really use a good therapist or a counselor or, or just a friend to talk to? Like, man, I actually have a lot of value for counselors and therapy because they help, they give you tools more than anything to how to combat the things that are thrown at you. And the, the, the horrible stuff that we walked through in our childhood, got it. We don't know what to do with that stuff. So counselors, therapies, they really help you to get keys and tools on how to actually be powerful in these situations. So here's what I'm not saying, guys. I'm not saying don't do inner healing. I'm not saying don't get help. I'm not saying don't ask your friend to help you work through stuff inside, your insecurities, all that stuff. That stuff, yeah, let's take care of that stuff because it is holding us back. But just like the community thing, if all you're thinking about is community, eventually it's not going to happen. It's just you're going to get too focused on this internal thing and you're going to be the most whole person in the world, but no one's going to know about it because you're not actually moving. And so I want to just put the emphasis less on getting internally healed up and more and looking at who God is. This, this, this internal, I mean, what if, I heard this quote by, by a, a really neat pastor I love. He says, you know, churches tend to be, this isn't exactly said, but he, this is what he meant, that people come to church to try to get connected or to, or to, or to be ministered to. People are coming to churches, I know we, we all do it to some level, they'll come to church to be ministered to. I gotta get, I, I hope someone prays for me. I, I need to get my Jesus this morning. I, need, I hope somebody gives me a word or whatever, right? We all do that. It's really okay. But, but this, isn't like a, this isn't like a hospital where pe sick people go to. This is a place where we all get to get excited about God's vision and learn and grow. Yes, you're gonna get tools to get healthy. Like, yes, you're going to hear the word, but if you're just hearing the word on a Sunday morning, then we're already in the wrong place. So coming to church shouldn't be about you getting ministered to. It should be about you walking in like these things are loaded. Who am I going to pray for today? Oh, look at, look at Saul. I'm going to pray for Saul. I know, not everybody's extroverted like I am, but, but, but this, is, this is the truth. Like in your own special, unique way, you guys are coming into this building together, not to do community, not to get whole and healthy, but to let what's in you out. 
And there's a journey. Like you're going to figure out what needs. Here's, here's the cool part, guys. See, God actually has a plan for your wholeness. He has a plan for your internal health. But his plan doesn't always look like your plan. And here's what I've seen. Maybe you've seen something a little bit different, so I'll give you that. But here's what I've seen. As I move forward in him, as I, as I step out in faith and in risk and, take and, 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 and kind of keep walking out this, this my faith, my acts of faith, his plan for my life, as I walk it out, I start to recognize things that are slowing me down. I start to hear things that I'm not supposed to hear anymore. Right? It's like, it's like when you first get saved, you were a chain smoker. Not all of you, but some of you. And, 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 nobody, and like, nobody mentioned that you should stop smoking, at least, least of all God. Is chain smoking good for you? Absolutely not. Let that be put on, on record. Chain smoking is bad. Right? It destroys your temple. But listen, God wasn't worried about that on day two of salvation. He was worried about you knowing him. And so I really believe that God is taking us on our journey of becoming love to the world and to ourselves. And, he's, and it's on this journey that you're going to find out what needs to get healed up and kicked away. But when we get too internal, I know, I know some of you guys have had this. It's when you get internal, you find overwhelmingly amount of things to fix. Right? It's like, it's like, don't look inside here right now. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> and, and God's up there saying like, yeah, I'm not looking at it either. He's not. He's not looking at your imperfections. He's not looking at your mistakes. He's actually looking at how he made you. And he made you as, to be the light of the world. Not someday. Right now. That's good. Listen, <laughs> I don't think you're clapping. I love you guys. You guys are sweet. Words of affirmation. I love it. So <laughs> here's the deal. Listen, this, is, this has been my walk. It's been my friend's walk. We had a home group where we walked really intimately with about 30, 40 people. And it was their walk too. And it was, it was every time we got too concerned about this internal stuff, it caused us to fall down way too often. See, I really believe God's plan is he has a grace for your inner healing. And it, I don't believe it's all at once unless the Holy Spirit comes on you and takes care of it all. But there is a grace that, that he doesn't want to show you certain things that you need healing until it's time. Like Jess and I are coming up on 10 years of marriage. Like some of you guys, you're like, <laughs> that's nothing. I'm just... but, but that's a big deal to us, right? And, but you know what? Like year eight, year nine, like we're still finding stuff that we didn't know existed that was keeping us from the greatest connection the world has ever seen. How many of you guys are that way too? Right? You have kids and all of a sudden, shoot. We've got some stuff in there. <laughs> it wasn't, the kids didn't cause it. It was always there. But as we walk forward with God, as we come to church and we get around healthy people, we get around amazing people, as we start to pray and activate ourselves as the church, you will start to see the stuff. And if you see it in that context, 
There's all the grace in the world to get it taken care of. It will melt away. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. When you see stuff in its right timing and place, it literally just melts away because you're in a a place in your calling that that doesn't get to hang out anymore. You're at this place of leadership and you can't be insecure in those places anymore. You're a parent now. You don't get to be selfish. That selfish thing, it's been there for a while. I get it. I didn't say anything. But now, can we let that go too? But he does it because there's a vision for it. He does it because when it's done in the process of life, of, of the call on your life, when it's done in this, in this order, there's vision for it. And when there's vision for what the church is supposed to go, the church will have community. It will create it out of necessity. You look at the, the Chinese underground church. Why are they just forming in like droves in places? Because they have to. There's a vision. There's a calling on the church that we can't just do church lackadaisically by ourselves. We'll get eaten alive. And so they gather. That is, that's the call. That's the call of you. And then so... I, that was a large, kind of a tangent. Went deeper down that road than I thought I was going to, but I really liked it. Um, <laughs> thank you for your grace. I'm not a, I was going to say I'm not a professional, but I am called by God. And so I, this is, this is a, I, I love being up here. But I also recognize sometimes it comes out and sideways, but it's still good. So, two things, just, just, just to recap for a second. I love structure a little bit. So, <laughs> this idea of the activated church, two things. One, I want to encourage you guys, just pull you in, because we're doing this together. I'm not doing this. I'll wear myself out if I'm the only one doing this. Um, if there's just a small group of people doing this. So, I need everybody involved in this. I need us to keep the vision of where we're going in front of us at all times. And the vision is, is being Jesus to the people around us. Look to your left and your right. It's a great place to start. Like really, like this room is, is, the tra- is an easy, this is like, this is low-hanging fruit here, guys, right? If, if we can't be the church to each other, so this is great training, right? So on Sunday mornings, I want to encourage you guys, come with half of mind of what am I going to give today? Who am, who am I going to just transform today? And don't, if you can, when you walk through those doors, I want all, in, I would just love it if all the insecurities and all of the, uh, the stories that you tell about yourselves outside these walls, I pray that they would just fall away and that you would come in here and you would be thinking only who God says you are. Because when you start to believe that, you will love yourself more, which is really the key. Because when you love you more, you'll love other people more. And we'll just be a big pot of love. You know, love, 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 love. And so, <laughs> it's another word I feel like I use a lot. All right, so, so one, we got to keep our vision on that. And I promise you guys, community will naturally happen. Because there's nowhere else you'd want to get crazy with. There's no one else that looks kind of as crazy as you are sitting next to you. Like, you all did it, right? You guys all stood up. I think somebody has it on video. Send it to me. 
I'm going to blackmail you, all right? <laughs> so we need you to show up. We need you to show up with vision for your life. And, and the other part that I just want to just lastly hit before, we, before I pray for you is we need you to be, how do I put this? Because you got to be careful because it's really important to have, an, have, a, have a strong inner life. It's really important. I get that. Every day I'm cultivating my inner man. I'm cultivating who does he think he is. And so that, that, is, a, that is an incredibly valuable place to be. And so you have to hear from God on this. I don't, want you, I don't want you to abandon what you're doing with the Father right now. If he has you in this place where he's just, he's, just, he's working on your insides, I want to bless that, okay? That's not what I'm, I don't, I don't want you to leave things that the Father is working with you with. But I also want to call to attention that it, it, is, it, is, it is really important that we don't go on this internal journey without him. And maybe that's the real point here, guys. Is, is be careful that you're not going down roads that he's not calling you to go down just because it looks spiritual. Or maybe someone has told you, you need to get that fixed. And you're like, well, I'll get it fixed when Jesus calls me out. Well, actually, that's not true too because sometimes our friends need to be able to speak into our lives. So if, you're, if a lot of your friends are telling you to get that fixed, you might want to listen to them. But, but really, as you, as you focus on what he's called you to be and what he's called you to do, becoming love to every single person you meet or maybe just one person you meet, I promise you this will work itself out also. Amen? Why don't you guys stand for me? I'm going to pray for us. Okay, I want, to do this. I want to do the crazy thing again. No, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. <laughs> Some of you guys are like, I'm it. That was good. It's the last time I'm doing crazy for another week. <laughs> yeah, guys, just put your hand on your heart this morning. Or your spouse's heart. Thank you, Ryan and Sarah. <laughs> it's like, it's so beautiful. It's like, they're one. It's, okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just say this, say this, say, I'll go. I'll go. Send me, God. Send me, yeah. Yeah, Father, I thank you, Lord, that we do not need perfection. We don't need, we don't, we are a bright and shining light right now. Can you just imagine yourself a massive light just shining right now, right where you're at? Just visualize that, because if you can see it, you can do it. Just see that massive light, maybe even knocking your pers- the person next to you over. Maybe the people around you are like getting pushed away because your light is so strong. <laughs> this is the new normal, guys. This is the new normal. Father, I-, I pray for vision for all of us, God, that you would be our eye doctor, that you would be our ophthalmologist, that you would, you would help us to see every day those in front of us that, that we have, that we can love on. Even if it's just one person, I pray that you would show us, if it's our kids, our spouse, whoever, but they would be a, a church that practices what we've learned, that has practiced the glory that's in us, God. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, amen. God, you just give thanks right now for what he's doing in our lives. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.